0: That is a harsh lesson
1: in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little
1: or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders
0: stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase.
1: That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: I believe in this team and I believe in the city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers. Just drilled him with a right
1: hand, then missed with a wild right.
0: Lands a right to the shoulder. There's a lot of work to do. My goal is to be- team to become an elite team in the National Park. This is Ryan and Hopkins. This is Arthur awesome. Platham. This is Milan This is from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 30 Shed. It, does. it starts up all over again. He wants the thunder, the crashes,
1: the waves, the ghosts glory, and victory. Parade.
0: offer. Brendan Escott joining you. This is Oilers Now, the 75th uh, anniversary of the Battle of uh, Normandy D-Day, the turning point in the Second World War. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or Lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location. Digitex.ca, Digitex.ca. Albert is number one Owned and operated, place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. As you sit there and watch, um, you know the ceremonies out of uh, Europe uh, today. Man, it's uh, it just puts everything into perspective and reinforces for the 649th time that I have mentioned this uh, on this show and other shows that when you work in sports, you are truly working in the toy department of life. There are guys that uh, battled hard. And guys and gals that continue to do so uh, for us, and we benefit. And I think we all know that, and that's as, uh, you know, don't think you ever go wrong with uh, reinforcing that message out there. Uh, Jam-packed edition of Oilers Now. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. Coming up in the opening half hour, uh, we're going to actually get to uh, a couple different things. Uh, We're going to talk the Craigslist from Craig Button. Craig Button did this show for five years, uh, before uh, Bell purchased a uh, another radio entity in the city of Edmonton, and his Craigslist has come out, and two Western Hockey League players who all season long were in the top ten of everybody's lists are boxed out of his top ten. So not only, and I expected that D- Dylan Cousins was sliding a bit, but uh, Craig Button does not have Kirby Dock from Fort Saskatchewan in the top ten. Now those are Craig's opinions. He's entitled to his opinions. um I would suggest to you that I would be stunned if Kirby Dock was available even at six. Uh, he does have Philip Roberg at seven, by the way, and with Craig's uh, rankings. Now, his rankings did not uh, take in a reference who's going to draft where and why they might go down that path. But uh, interesting stuff nonetheless. And speaking of Philip Roberg, we'll have a one-on-one conversation with him. And another guy that Craig Button has in the top ten, Peyton Krebs. Uh, interviews I did with those guys at the NHL scouting combine last week in Buffalo. 12:35 today. He's uh, he's been a busy guy. He's worked a lot of hours here over the course of the playoffs and uh, been traveling as well. From NHL hockey on Rogers, Louis DeBrusque, with a little bit of a interesting conversation coming down the path. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to hit on something that people probably didn't think of when they think of Louis de Rusk 105, the former uh, general manager, where was he, GM in the league? He was a GM in Hartford and in Vancouver uh, and in Anaheim and in Toronto. And then he went to uh, the Calgary Flames as a president from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian Burke on today's edition of Oilers Now. And One of the things I'm going to talk with Brian about is whether or not, We're seeing um, this is going to be a big year in the draft. And look, this is an Edmonton Oilers show. The Oilers have the eighth overall pick. And we could have five uh, players out of the U.S. National Development Forward uh, Program as forwards. Five go in the top. Could be five in the top ten. Certainly five in the top twelve. Are those players overrated? Because they play in a glorified all-star team. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to uh, some... Interaction as well. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780 They're getting bigger and better at the River Cree this month. Their main casino floor becomes 100% smoke-free. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement, bet on it. River Cree has the cult tomorrow night. You can text us, speaking of Fort Saskatchewan Alberta, Heartland Ford Text Line, not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Contact us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Bob underscore Stauffer. Brendan is at Brendan Escott. Uh, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Again, Brian Burke, as always, every Thursday in Oilers Now for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Brendan Escott is on the other side. Brendan, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well today, Bob. You're doing well. You watching any of this stuff? I've got... Uh couple different channels up right now, just uh, sort of watching the D-Day celebrations for the uh, 75th anniversary, and it's it's kind of humbling when you think about it, isn't mm-hmm. it?
1: Yeah, and uh, you know what, the the programming through the last couple days here on chat has really reflected that. We've heard some, from some of the veterans, and it's just it's really powerful stuff. 75 years later, it's not lost its luster one bit. I mean, obviously we live in
0: a completely different time, and some say we talk about that too much, about how kids are different today, and I mean you have people that get upset by stuff that gets said on Twitter, and some people say rude stuff on Twitter that they would Ever say to somebody's face, and then you had guys that were sit there and prepared to, uh, you know, go to battle, and they were really living a war that uh, none of us could, you know, if uh, with the exception of the people that were living at that time, could possibly relate to the amount of freedoms uh, that we have. Let's do this. We're going to go into our Oilers Now audio vault for our direct workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Last night, Raid Wilkins, uh, had an interview with Kirk McCaskill, longtime Major League Baseball pitcher. Spent time with the Edmonton Trappers, was in the California Angels organization. That's when the Trappers were the AAA affiliate of the Angels. Um, And he had this to say about being a part of the Edmonton Oilers 1984 Stanley Cup uh, celebration, which he said he remembers more than any of the things and the events that happened with him as a baseball player for the Edmonton Trappers. Well, I'll tell you, Reid, what I remember the most is uh, the Oilers uh, winning the Cup. We were – I don't know how we got tickets, but uh, we also got entrance into the uh, locker room after the game. And um, myself, a couple of players, and a couple of coaches were kind of like flies on the wall, just pinned against the wall watching these guys celebrate after they'd won their first Cup. And I'll tell you, even though the Edmonton Trappers won the PCL that year, um, I remember the uh, the Oilers way more than I remember the uh, successes of the Trappers. But, so it was a great time. Uh, loved Edmonton, a great city. And I uh, was very happy I got to go through Edmonton on my career. Yeah, two sports star. He also played uh, a little bit of hockey. Um, interesting stuff. Pretty good pitcher. Lasted a long time. Average stuff. That average stuff, but he lasted a long time. He had guile as a uh, major league uh, pitcher back in the day. Uh yeah, Brennan, there was a guy I grew up listening to, uh, John Short, and he would have updates. He had these unique personalities. Don Horwood would come on the air on John Short's show and drop the bu- 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 basketball. So that would be the basketball conversation. And the great thing about Don is he would call in win or lose. And years later, when I would become the SID at the University of Alberta, I actually had a couple coaches say to me, Bob, I don't want you to report the scores when my teams lose. And I was like, okay, look, you're getting paid to coach here. You're the pro. So let's operate under the following context. Number one, the scores are going out win or lose. And number two, uh, when you lose, assume that you're going to be the point of contact at a national championship and that sort of thing. So Don Horwood was a guy, he got it. He got sports. uh, He was an unbelievable guest. Years later, we'd have him on our show, uh, Total Sports, that we had with Mark Spector, when it really kind of evolved another station and helped get helped them uh, get going. And uh, what a guy. Another guy that John Short used to have on was Al Coates doing Trappers uh, play-by-play. And again, this was A ball. And it was a little, frankly, it was better at that time than maybe it is now. Like now, you go, really good players go from AA baseball right to the major leagues. But back then, it wasn't, you know, as a longtime baseball rotissarian, allow me to suggest to you that AAA was an interesting place because you had guys on their way up. We had uh, Ron Kittle here. We had Wally Joyner briefly here. Uh, Devon White was here at Edmonton. I mean, there were some really good players. Um, And then you had some guys coming on the way down as well. And it was a great lesson in life. I I know that I had a uh, sportscaster say to me one time, pretty good sportscaster. Actually, he was more of a media personality with, frankly, a much greater listenership than I could ever imagine, albeit in a different time. And that was Wes Montgomery. And he said, Bob, just remember, treat the people the same way going up as you do in the way going down. So if you lower your standards and you treat, I'm just kidding. Anyways, there was was a lesson in that. So uh, you had L. Coates doing play-by-play of the Edmonton Travers back in the day and virtually every game was on the radio it was really with the exception of when they were game nights and it just... Uh we made for an interesting fabric, and it's kind of sad to this day that we don't have, you know, AAA baseball in the city, but bottom line here, wasn't our fault. We had a, you know, good organization for a number of years, and a lot of the American teams didn't want to come up here and travel, and once Calgary went, you know what, up, that was it for, uh, first it was, what was it, first Vancouver, then Calgary, maybe it was Calgary first, then Vancouver. Edmonton was the last standing AAA franchise in Western Canada at that time. But uh, Kirk McCaskill made an appearance last night on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Some good players. Did I miss anybody? You can text me at 630-630. Who was the best AAA player that we ever saw in Edmonton? Because I think Devon White was pretty good. Wally Joiner.
1: We just had w- somebody call in suggesting that Tommy John, like for Tommy John surgery, Tommy yep, John. Was rehabbing, did a rehab stint. That's true.
0: He might have been here, yeah. Yeah, no, he did a re- uh, I mean, Mark McGuire came in with an exhibition game with the Oakland A's when they were on the precipice of, uh, or no, actually, that might have been even been after the Bash uh, the Bash brothers or right at the height of it in the late 1990s. So, uh, But somebody will text us and help educate us on that front. So there you have it. Hey, Brendan, did you watch
1: uh, Game 3 last night of the uh, NBA championship? I sure did at a local establishment, which was buzzing about uh, 75% as much as the town did when the Oilers were in the playoffs. Yep. People are really into this right now. It's awesome.
0: You know what was not cool that happened last night? The shove? What was that? Mark Stevens is the guy's name. Apparently, he is a, uh, well, he's worth $2.3 billion, according to Forbes Billionaires 2019. Yeah, it ranks him 960. So he's the 962nd richest man in the world, uh, minority investor of the Golden State Warriors, uh, venture capitalist, and the Warriors have obviously released a statement saying that his behavior last night did not reflect the high standards that we hope to exemplify as an organization. We're extremely disappointed in the actions with Mr. Uh, Stevens' offer our sincere apology to Kyle Lowry and the Toronto Raptors organization for this unfortunate misconduct. There's no place for such interaction between fans or anyone and players in an NBA game. Weren't they all worried about Drake? Wasn't Drake the guy they were worried about the most? And you know, Drake had a little bit of back and forth there with Draymond Green, who's uh, not a shrinking violin. Like he's a, probably a more skilled player than Draymond or uh, than Charles Oakley, but uh, Oakley was a little bit more of an enforcer when he played. Um, interesting stuff. So I had to. My daughter was watching the game, uh, Dan, and I go, "Well, you ever see the Malice at the Palace?" Do you know what I'm talking about with the Malice at the Palace, Ron
1: Artest? Absolutely, I do. Um, that
0: was. That is still to me. As ugly. And my daughter's like, well, didn't the Boston Bruins go in the stands in New York? I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't like the malice of the palace. Like when you have players squaring off with fans on the floor and getting popped. I mean, it was (laughs) that one was. Now, what was not not only you have a minority owner shoving Lowry after he falls into the uh, stands trying to save a ball. Apparently, there was also a verbal uh, commentary directed the way of Lowry. That is really poor form. Shut up. You're not part of the team. Um, you know, I just, oh, that, that just, I, that, uh, it's really disappointing. I'm sure Golden's, and you know what? They interviewed Lowry after the game. And you could see something had irritated, like he did the interview with Doris Burke after the game. But even after it was over, as a, you know, as he funneled underneath and went underneath into the Raptors dressing room, you could tell that that's just... Uh, but, you know, the NBA guys are at least allowed to show their uh, personality. I think we have a culture in hockey, at least in Canadian hockey, and maybe some of it stems from Hockey Canada. Don't say that. Don't say, oh, don't hey, hey, we're going to slap you. Don't say, oh, hey, oh, it's Hockey Canada. You should be privileged to play. For, oh, hey, crashed out, didn't win the U18. Oh, this guy didn't play well enough for us. It's, uh, there needs to be a little bit. So what I'm, like, NBA, lots of personality. The personality should be mostly the players. As a rule of thumb, minority owners probably shouldn't get in shoving matches and uh, be berating a player that dives into the stands to, to save a ball. Um In hockey, it's a different generation. We're going to talk about this with Louis DeBrusse coming up at 12.35 today on Winters Now. Again, uh, we'll hear from uh, Philip Roberg and Peyton Krebs a little bit later on, maybe in the back half hour of the show. We are are going to get to uh, NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Do your clients love the outdoors? Get them the hottest summer gear like brandy.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
0: camping chairs, coolers, and more. Elite promotional marketing more than just sports. We're coming up with that when we return on Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630
1: Chat. Thanks Connor, it's 1225 as promised. Let's get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Thanks, Bob. The cup final shifts back to Boston for game five tonight. You can catch that right here on 630 Chad Puck drop just after 6 p.m. Oh, does that mean another night off for Reed Wilkins? <laughs> yeah, another Does one. this guy ever work? That's what I want to know. Well, you know, he pulls double duty in the in regular season, so. What are, you, uh, what are you talking about? Does he travel and do double duty? That's true. Right. That's he, true. Just keep that in mind. Zdeno Chara was on the ice for an optional Bobby skate. Reed both he and Matt Greslick, game-time decisions for the Bruins, who are uh, the betting favourites on home ice tonight according to Odds Shark. It sounds like the, if there's a deal to be done between Jeff Skinner and the Buffalo Sabres, it'll happen within the next couple of days. Bob McKenzie reporting this morning that if he signs there, we can see something in the neighbourhood of an eight-year deal worth about $9 million per season. The Stars re-upping with Roman Polak for one year at 1.75 mil. The Jets locking up J.C. LePon for Former world junior player for one year at 700,000. And the Ducks D-Man, Andre Schuster, he signed with uh, Cunlan Red Star in the KHL. Jack Capuano has joined uh, DJ Smith's coaching staff as an assistant in Ottawa. He spent the last two years under Bob Bugner in Florida, but he did coach the Islanders for uh, parts of seven seasons before that. Pending UFA D-Man, Eric Carlson had successful groin surgery last week, already started rehabbing, and he is expected to be ready for the start of next season. Did you just see him last- Last night. He was uh he was looking pretty hobbled on those. He was looking
0: he? pretty hobbled <laughs> yeah. at the basketball game.
1: Uh Charlotte finally here, Bob knocking off Chicago four one on the road last night to take a two games to one lead in the AHL's Calder Cup final. Game four goes tonight in Chicago.
0: Now did you see what happened with Zidane Char's availability today? He could not uh talk and verbalize the responses. So he wrote back and wrote him back. What's your biggest challenge in skating with this type of injury? That was a question Chara was asked. His uh, written response, at this time of the playoffs, everyone has injuries and there are challenges that you have to overcome to play. I'm no different than any other player on either team. Question two asked to Chara today, how do you weigh the risk of further injury when deciding whether to play? Chara's written response, you don't think about it. You think about playing. You don't go to a game thinking you might get hurt. Uh, we'll have this conversation with Louis de Russ coming up. Not the least bit surprised. I mean, now that said, it's not like you're going to get a chance to face wash him. He's six foot nine. If you run him, Brennan, I'll ask you, how much hockey did you play as a kid? Fair amount? Oh, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you had a broken jaw and the other team knew you had a broken jaw, well, you probably wouldn't be playing because you're not playing for Stanley Cup Final. Right. But would you let a guy, because I can tell you if, if a guy targeted my head, I'd be cross-checking him right in the face yeah. to, to protect
1: myself. Honestly, and especially because of who Chara is and such a well-respected guy, I think it might be an advantage because I don't see You're anybody to win bothering the, to go after him. You, you know what I mean? Well, he's been run.
0: The Maple Leafs ran him lots of times in the first round. If anybody tries to, to, to get at that head, they are going to be eating the stick. They're going to be getting it. And I'm sure Louis DeBrusque is going to agree. So you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. I got lots of texts to get to. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Carrie McCarthy. And when we come back, the big man, Louis DeBrusque. This is Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.